Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sisterino back here for some amazing race postseason coverage. And uh, we are going to be uh, talking with Team Bromance, Brett and Chris. I'm very excited to uh, be joined today by our chief amazing race correspondent here on Rob is a Podcast, Jessica Lease. Jessica, how are you? I'm doing great, Rob. I'm really excited to hear what these guys have to say about their experience. They were so much fun to watch. Well, this was long overdue. And unfortunately, as has been well documented, I was not able to be there for their amazing race exit interview, which Karen did a great job with. But luckily, I, we were able to set this up. And so we're going to go through everything with Brett and Chris. And that is what you're about to hear in this podcast. Yeah, I I think they have been I, if they don't spend half the podcast yelling at you for not picking up their exit interview, mm-hmm. I think they'll have a lot to say and a lot of great stories to share. OK, Jess, I know that the Amazing Race Canada season is underway and I know we will have uh, Amazing Race Canada recaps from you and Dan Heaton coming up. Sure will. The um, As we are recording this, uh, it is the morning after the premiere of Amazing Race Canada Season 7, and it was a shocker of an episode. And I think anybody who is watching Amazing Race Canada is going to be really excited to hear what Dan and I have to say about it. OK, so if you want to make sure you are getting all of those, of course, you can find those in our wrap up speed at com slash rehab ups or you can go to our amazing race only podcast feed at rob has a website.com slash t a r podcast of course before we get to uh, brett and chris let me just take a moment and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast and those are our friends over at rothy's and of course rothy's they are the company that is making stylish shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles and they're insanely comfortable and machine washable just did you realize that water bottles could be converted into a amazing flat these shoes are so cool looking, Rob. Yeah. I, I really love them. I think they're they're just like you wouldn't even know that it's a shoe made out of a water bottle. It's just a cool looking shoe. They're the everyday flats for life on the go. Rothy's are stylish and versatile. They go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. And since they are seamlessly crafted from recycled water bottles, they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. Uh, that's right. There's a zero break in period for those shoes. Plus, Rothy's always comes with free shipping and free returns and exchanges. So there's no risk, no worries, no reason not to try. And it's going to blow your mind that they're made from recycled water bottles. In fact, Rothy's has diverted over 25 million water bottles from landfills. And as another major bonus, they're machine washable too. They're manufactured in a zero waste factory and they ship directly in the shoebox. So there's no unnecessary packaging. They're the feel good flats in more ways than one. You'll quickly discover why BuzzFeed calls them the forever shoes. So go to rothys.com slash Rob to get your new favorite flats you can check out all the styles available right now at rothys.com slash rob comfort style and sustainability they are the shoes you've been waiting for head to rothys.com slash rob 
today. Okay, Jess. And then before we throw it to our interview with Brett and Chris, I, I just want to set up here. We're recording this after our conversation. And so Brett and Chris, uh, we were able to get them uh, set up with us for this interview. But apparently Chris Hammonds is at a computer, which has email notifications that he does not know how to turn off. So I just want to put that out there that uh, you're going you're gonna to hear a chime a lot. Don't go crazy. Don't be checking your phone because I know that drives me crazy if I hear that on a podcast. But uh, is, that, is that a sufficient warning? I think so. And just so that you listening at home don't keep going back to your email every time you hear these notifications. They're for Chris. They're not for you. Okay. There you have it. All right. So without further ado, uh, let's throw it to our interview with Brett and Chris. All right, everybody. I'm very excited to bring in our guests for today's uh, highly anticipated and long anticipated interview. They came out to the amazing race and defied the odds being the final survivor team to make it this far into the race. Here they are. The great Team Bromance from the Amazing Race. Uh, please welcome back Chris and Brett. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got we've got a, we've got a couple things we got to bring up to you real fast. Okay. My law firm has been retained to represent Brett Labelle and Team Bromance and hashtag Team Bromance on a couple of different issues concerning Rob has a podcast. Yes. First issue has come to our attention. Uh, of my clients that you have been using terms or terms, including, but not limited to hashtag team bromance, bromance, team bromance, to name a few. And your actions constitute a copyright infringement and violation of many <laughs> United States. We're not allowed to say the name of your team. Sir, if I could finish this, the consequences of your copyright infringement, including they'll include statutory damages of possibly subjecting you to listening to Brett LaBelle sing Vietnamese songs. We demand that you immediately cease and desist this action. Second, and most importantly, is that you're intentionally and willfully did to my client, Brett LaBelle. You, Rob, after knowing Brett LaBelle had been eliminated from the amazing race when Brett was at his lowest, most vulnerable point in his life since I was voted off the island and couldn't sleep next to him, you skipped our interview when he was eliminated from the amazing race. You snubbed Brett LaBelle. We are appalled by this behavior. You, Rob, knowing Brett to be your big, dumb, lovable mascot of the know-it-alls and knowing he's <laughs> and he sings these songs in this unintelligible accent, you snub my client. This has caused him extreme emotional and physical pain and suffering and may have caused him to miss work. My client will now read a prepared statement because it's too painful for him to talk to you in person. Yes, Brett. thank you, attorney. Thank you, attorney Hammonds. Uh, Rob, uh, yes. as you well know, I am a Rob has a podcast icon. Mm -hmm. Some would say I'm a legend of the know-it-alls. Yes. The fans of Rob has a podcast would say I'm the most beloved guest ever on the podcast. But this isn't about me, Rob. This isn't about me, okay? It's about your choice to snub me and Team Bromance on our elimination interview. We all know the excuse of a family vacation, but Hawaii isn't siberia for christ's sakes is there not wi wi-fi in hawaii are there not phones in hawaii is hawaii not a state rob to use a phrase you are quite familiar with i was blindsided blindsided in front of the rob as a podcast community a community that holds me dear 
a community who holds me as a legend, a survivor, and now amazing race idol. <laughs> and as a friend, Rob, I am their friend. Something I thought you were to me and Chris. And some fans would even say, I'm more important than you, Rob. What is going on? <laughs> what? Who, who's got that? Some, some fans would even say, I'm more important than you, Rob. My attorney and the other member of Team Bromance, Chris Hammonds, of the very respected law firm of Laird Hammonds Laird, tells me that my emotional distress from this situation is worth at least a million dollars. And my attorney also tells me that he believes my neck and back are starting to hurt from what you did to me, and that might be worth another million. But I'll tell you what, Rob, you can, you can, you can, so in lieu of a lawsuit, which would most almost certainly end up with me owning Rob as a podcast and keeping you on as my intern, I will agree to settle if you would recite the following statement. Okay. Okay. That, uh, is Jess my counsel here? Well, hold on. You I want don't to have a law statement? degree. Yeah. This is the most committed to a bit you guys have been since you stayed looking for all those coins forever. We're talking about, do you want to hear the statement? Will you say the all statement? Right. Here's the statement. I, Rob Sesternino. I, Brett, Rob Sesternino. Believe Brett LaBelle to be the greatest guest ever on Rob Has a Podcast. Believe Brett LaBelle to be the greatest guest ever on Rob Has a Podcast. Way better than any Dirty 30 guest, especially Tucker Ferguson. <laughs> Way better than any Dirty 30 guest uh, like Tucker Ferguson. I further believe Chris Hammonds and Brett LaBelle to be two of the greatest Survivor players of all time. I further believe Chris Hammonds and Brett LaBelle to be two of the best Survivor players of all time. They are handsome and probably deserve to be on Survivor again, and I love them on Amazing Race. They are handsome, probably deserve to be on Survivor again, and I love them on The Amazing Race. I apologize to Brett and acknowledge that his live know-it-alls appearances, in addition to his melodious <laughs> and angelic... Are you guys singing, filibustering the interview today because you don't want to answer any questions about the race? Is that what's going on? I apologize to Brett and acknowledge... I apologize to Brett and acknowledge <laughs> that his live know-it-all's appearances, that his live know-it-all's appearances, in addition to his melodious and angelic singing voice, in addition to his melodious and angelic singing voice, are what by far keep Rob has a podcast and the know-it-all's going. Are by far what keep Rob has a podcast and the know-it-all's going. Okay, is that acceptable, Attorney Hammonds? That's acceptable. We can go on further. Okay. Awesome. Thank all right. You. All right. Now that that's out of the way. <laughs> Longest bit ever. <laughs> Very long. Hey, when we, when we we go over great. Don't worry. It went a lot faster. <laughs> Fans are going to love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, very nice to have you here with Jess and I to uh, talk about your amazing race experience. And uh, thank you uh, very much for uh, coming back on with us. I know you had a, a great chat with Taryn Armstrong a couple of weeks ago. Yes, the robot. Great guy. We had a lot of fun with him. I, I love Taryn. It's always good talking to him. So okay. We did miss you, though. Yes, well, I appreciate that. And uh, could you can you guys uh, let us know a little bit of an uh, update since uh, the end of the season? I know you guys were out at the big Amazing Race finale party. Yeah, the, the, the race party was fun. Travelocity put it on in Dallas. Brett flew into Oklahoma, and we hung out for a few days and then drove down to Dallas and hung out with everybody with Team Fun and Colin and Christy. Uh, uh, 
Nick and Nick. It was, it was, I had a blast. Tyler and Corey. Tyler and Corey. Yeah, everybody. Everybody, uh, except the O'Reilly's weren't there and Crin wasn't there. Eliza was there. It was good. Okay. Nick and Vic. Yeah, yeah. The, O'Reilly, the O'Reilly's, I think, were the only team that wasn't there, right? Oh, no. Um, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of their name. Janelle. AJ weren't there. Janelle, Who? AJ, and Arden, Jay, Shane, Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Good guys, I wish they were there. I would love to talk to them. Yeah, we had a blast. Though. Phil hung out with us, and you know, he was he was you know just hanging out like normal. It was we had, we had a blast. Have you guys patched up all of your differences, like with the O'Reilly sisters after the season? You know, I uh, I I haven't heard. I, you know, I haven't been around either Rachel or Alyssa. So I I think Brett has. He says they were real nice and everything. I don't think we have any. I think it was just fun. And honestly, Brett like Brett probably thought their name was O'Reilly for half the season. So I just went along with it. Yeah, yeah. You know. The funny thing is um, I did meet Rachel again at your Amazing Race birthday party, Rob, which Mm -hmm. I flew out to. And, uh, you know, we didn't really have – you know, Chris said it the best. We we didn't really have a lot of interaction with them on the race. I did have a night in Switzerland where I was sitting out having dinner, and Alyssa and I had a great conversation. And uh, that was really the first time I really interacted with them that much. You know what I mean? Like uh, one-on-one. And I really liked her. And then uh, Rachel, I met at your party, and and she was extremely sweet and wonderful person, and like totally different. I felt it's like it was like she's just a dip- was felt to me a different person than she was on the race. But so I think I don't have any just giving uh, a bad edit when you guys were out there. I, you know what? Is it a bad edit or a good edit? I mean, she made a lot of TV and it made a lot of good TV, so I'm not sure. <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, as you well know, uh, being on TV. Seems to be a good edit, whether it's bad or good. <laughs> okay, and she and I think they both know how to make good TV. Let's put it that way. Obviously, yeah. okay. All right, so uh, Jess and I want to get into uh, some of the meat and potatoes of the uh, season. And so uh, we could either go by the legs of the amazing race, or do you want to bounce around and tell us some of your favorite stories from the season? You know, we, I, I'm fine with going leg by leg. I'm sure you guys got some uh, Yeah, well, why, why don't we do, just do that? And I'll, we'll throw a leg out there and then uh, anything that comes, to, that, that comes to mind. And we don't have to go by, you know, task by task. But, uh, sure. you know, uh, why, why don't you tell us a, a little bit about what, what it was like for the two of you to uh, get the, the race started uh, at the starting line and what you were thinking? You know, for, for me, the starting line was, uh, I don't know, I was kind of... I don't know, maybe caught up in the whole moment for a little bit. It took us a little while. We had that long run down the uh, dock there or whatever that is at the, at, at the beach. And by the time we got to digging, I was finally like, okay, wake up. It's time to go. We're, we're, this thing is yeah, the speed at which everybody just, it, it was furious, you know, like survivor, you get out there and you're like, Hey, let's build, let's build a shelter and let's find a, some coconuts or whatever. This was like just a full on go, go, go sprint. And I think that caught me a little off guard, honestly. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's like, you know, you get to the end and you dig in and then it's like rush, rush, rush. Then you get to the airport, you wait for your plane. It's like, oh, OK, hey, what's going on? You start talking to everyone. Then you land in Japan. It's like race, race, race. It's 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 like it takes you a while to get into this mode. You know what I mean? So how many people coming into this race? Like when you got to the starting line, how many people did you actually recognize? Okay, I we recommend obviously we re- recognize the survivor teams. Um, I, we recognize Tyler and Corey. Um, 
team fun, of course, team fun. And if I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm not sure I reckon, I, I knew who the Afghanimals were, but I didn't know that much about them. Honestly, I kind of stopped watching race around that time. Um, the rest of them, I didn't know a whole lot of anything. I, well, you know what? I strike that. We knew Nick and Vic, um, or at least we knew Victor a little bit. Yeah, we knew Vic, we'd met Victor. Yeah, I, I met Victor at Hearts or something, and then he was also at a Survivor party, finale party that I was at. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the rest of them, I didn't really know. Like, you know, I was like, who are these people? You know, I, I was thinking everybody was going to be Big Brother and Survivor people. But then, obviously, when we saw Tyler and Corey, we knew, and Team Fun, we knew it was race people. So, uh, yeah, I, I was kind of uh, in the dark on some of them. Well, I didn't know. I never seen. I didn't know who Tyler Corey was. Chris had to tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't know that. Uh, but they, I mean, they're both huge. You know, what I mean, they're very well known. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of interesting. Can you guys talk a little bit about how you guys came into the race pretty late in the game and uh, didn't have uh, as much time to prep as some of the other teams? Yeah, you know, we got at least I. I we both got called. Uh, I was at a baseball game in like maybe April. And, you know, they called and said, hey, are you interested in doing this with Brett? And, of course, we were like, yeah, of course. But it wasn't like maybe three or four, maybe five days later, they called and said, hey, look, you know, sorry, it's probably not going to happen. So we were kind of really bummed for like a month or something uh, or two months. And then we all of a sudden, uh, Lynn Spillman called us and said, I mean, it was basically like, hey, things are happening. Y'all might get on. And all of a sudden Friday, it was like a Friday night at 1130 at Oklahoma time. She called and Brett and I answered and she said, you're on. And we were like, Oh, when do we leave? Like in a month. And she was like, no Tuesday. (laughs) So, and and casting you guys wasn't why they let Lynn Spillman go. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I would argue that it's maybe her greatest accomplishment of all time. was casting team bromance. I agree. I agree with that. Indubitably. Yeah. So no, we didn't have a uh, Friday night at 1130 to the next Tuesday to get ready to go on amazing race. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but it, it, it was, kind of, it was hectic. It was crazy, but I mean, listen, anyone that like been on survivor or anything like that, you're used to these kind of situations, you know what I mean? You guys just, you guys just grin and bear it. And we, you know, Chris and I got excited when they called us. So we really wanted to be on the show and, and we knew that we would, you know, probably we thought we'd do pretty well. So we were excited to go on. So we sucked it up and we got ready in, in four days, you know? All right. So you guys are going to be heading out to Japan for a, your first leg of the amazing race, eating uh, <laughs> blocks of wood that are like uh, chocolate. And Brett even got to climb Mount Fuji. Yeah. Well, he had to climb it twice, Rob. Because, let's, let's, he's the only uh, contestant to be able to climb Mount Fuji twice. Yeah, and I'm proud of that. I'm brought, glad you brought that up, Chris, because I got no credit from anyone, and I'm the only person that ever climbed it twice. Uh, and, and the second time, I was slippery with whatever the lube they had on that stupid thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> let, so, let me tell you, though, what they didn't do it justice, Brett LaBelle – set at the top of Mount Fuji for probably 10 or 15 minutes screaming, you told me to climb up here, and I'm up here. What do I do now? Looking fantastic, I might add. Yeah, with a with a clue three inches from him, you know, maybe a foot if I'm giving him some credit. So, uh, And then they didn't show also, they didn't highlight it as much. When he slid down to the bottom, he started doing a whimper. Hold on, hold on. 
Yeah, it was this it was ridiculous. truly uh, I thought we were history at that point. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. I, so, yes, I was. I don't know if there was a whimper, but I was definitely nervous. And I was definitely, uh, you know, because what's you know, listen, it's the first leg. We've been up for 30 something hours at this point. I mean, it had to be. And uh, and and you're like, you know, Chris took, you know, a month off from, you know, well, whatever they do over that law firm. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, you know, and, and I took a month. Off. But I'm like, he took time away from his family to do, you know, what I mean? so we're, we're both. And, and like, I just freaked out thinking, oh, my God, we're going to go out on the first leg after, you know, he sacrificed so much to be here. His wife has sacrificed so much to be here. And. You know, and we're going to go on. It's just awful because I screwed it up. So I, I was totally freaking out. He's absolutely right. But you know what? And that's the thing with the race. You just have to you have to bear down. You have to recover and you have to just put your mind to the task. And that's what we did. You know, well, and to give him credit, he did make it back up that Mount Fuji, that inflatable children's toy for the second time. <laughs> You didn't think I was going to get back up there, I don't think. No, I didn't. I was going to. I, I was. I was ready to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but it, and and I'll tell you. But I'll tell you. If for people listening, if you ever go through this, the feeling that you got when we got when we when we made it through that, like even though we didn't do great, it was like it, it was a million bucks, man, right there. It was it was crazy to get through that one leg, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a long day. <laughs> Well, I think what's shocking was like just how efficient the race teams did it. I mean, we got there and I was just like, it just felt like they'd been there for a long time, you know, and we were sitting there, we were, we were struggling to get there. And right then and there, I knew I was like, whoa, these race teams know what they're doing. Oh, I know. And I'm running up, we run up the stairs. I'm out of breath. And Phil's up there asking, but I'm like, I just sat in the chair dying and, and they're like, you know, all refreshed and, you know, doing their nails. You know what I mean? It's crazy that the race team. Justin, anything else uh, in Japan that uh, you want to get into with Brett and Chris? Um, well, I remember this being one of these legs where none of the teams were ever in the same frame at the same time, practically. So I have to imagine that in other legs, you see other teams and you know kind of approximately where you are. Um, was it particularly, did you feel like you were going to lose the entire time you were out there? That's a that's a great question because when when it when it aired, we thought we were so far behind, but we were literally. Uh, Rupert found the clue first for the chocolate oh, factory. Right. We were behind them, we were <laughs> one and two. And at that moment, when we're walking around with Rupert and Laura, we thought we were dead last. Like I thought we are going home. We're going to be racing Rupert to the end. Um, and Rupert and Laura, we all hung together for a while. It didn't show it. We hung together and we kind of came to this crossroads and we told Rupert and Laura, we were like, we think it's right up here. Just stay with us. And Rupert was like, Hey, look, we're going to kind of do our own thing, which, you know, you got to make a choice at some point, whether you're going to stick together or or leave. And we were all kind of freaking out, but yeah, we, to answer your question, I, I thought we were like dead last uh, in deep trouble, even this, and we were really second place when we found the first clue. Okay. You got to assume that if you're racing with Rupert, you're not necessarily in first place. <laughs> well, you know, you just don't know. It's like, what the heck? Yeah, but you, know? you don't, that, that's the problem, especially on the first leg is you don't see everyone. And, and, and so you don't know where people are at and stuff like that. So when you're just seeing, I mean, we didn't know Rupert and Laura, this is the first leg. We didn't know how good they were going to be at the race, you know? So, but you could have guessed, though. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, so going to uh, Laos for leg number two, where uh, we're going to see Chris Hammonds uh, get to ride uh, an elephant. Uh, a- any fun moments from your experience in Laos? I mean, I was I I had a breakdown in Laos, and Chris actually snapped me out of it, which was good. But I literally was like, I just was like, we're in the last. This is I was I I was down on us a lot, and why? And I, because I because I was just like I don't understand. Like you know, I we we seem to be doing things quickly. Like uh, we did that in that in that leg, we did the fish right. We did we had that we had to get the fish prepared or whatever, and we seem to do that pretty quick. And, 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 you know, two, two teams have been U-turned and all of a sudden we're sitting there doing the fish quick. We think we're doing everything quick and the fish are quick. And all of a sudden here comes Tyler and Corey. And it's like, wait a minute. How? Then they run out. It's like, and then we get to the elephants and they're there. And it's like, how did the team that just got U-turned beat us? So it, it really started to freak me out. It got in my head. You know what I mean? Like, how can that team be U-turned and they're ahead of us? Like, how, wh- what are we doing wrong? And, you know, and me, I, and Chris was like, you know, I was like, "Oh my God, we're never. You know, we're not going to get there. We're late. We're not going the right way." You start to assume that even the driver's driving to the wrong place, so you start to really it gets in your head. I can't even explain it, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Brett, he did. He had a little moment there where he would be like, "There's no way we're getting there." There's, you know, and I was like, "Just calm down. We don't know." Like this guy said, he knows where he's going. We're going that way. Let's just, you know, we, it's out of our control at this point. And I think that's the biggest thing is the race becomes out of control and i think a lot of us are used to controlling a lot of things in our lives and uh there's not a whole lot of you're having to turn over that trust and control to you know a cab driver that doesn't speak a lick of english and, uh, that's uh, what's that's what freaks you out like you have to trust that this guy knows where he's going and and he's going to go the draw like what elephant you get on you get on rupert or you get on rupert's elephant or you, you get on you know like my elephant was you know i nicknamed him brett because he was you know, he was sufficient, but kind of big, dumb, and slow. And but he, yeah. he got us there. You know, so and that's a, that son of a bitch. I, he didn't even tell me about that. I get to watch that in live with my listen to that. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna kill him when I see him. You know what I mean? It was crazy. But uh, that was that turned into a good another uh, you know satisfying leg when we finally got there. And uh, it's unfortunate. I don't think they showed us on the boat, but we looked like we we're about to be shot out of a cannon with those stupid helmets on. At the end, yeah, I'm glad they didn't show us on the little boats with the helmets. They they clearly didn't measure us correctly because our helmets wouldn't have fit my nine year old, and the jacket wouldn't have fit my seven year old. They would stick them on. <laughs> yeah, big head, small helmet. It was crazy, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else in in Laos that we want to? touch on my thing i think when we checked in at laos you know we had our skinny jeans on we were close to the end you know of the pack i do think that laos we kind of were like oh man like we've got to snap out of this you know rupert's gone he's out of here these race teams are just crushing us we were lucky we're double u-turned and And finished ahead of you guys yeah, and then Team Fun, you know, they were double U-turned and almost beat us <laughs> yeah. for an elephant ride. I mean, you know, so we, I think we were a little bit frazzled, if I'm being honest. I don't understand why they have to wear the pants in that country. Like, it's 95 and humid there. It's crazy. Can you explain that? Can you explain what you're talking about with the wearing the pants? The, the, the country itself, you can, you can, you have to wear some sort of a pant. 
you cannot walk around in short trousers, mm-hmm. which I find ex- I love shorts and I love that I wore them the whole race. You know what I mean? Pretty, except Laos and a couple other places. Um, but uh, I will I will invest in uh, it, just in case I ever go on the race again. I will invest in some uh, pants uh, because breakaway um, pants, maybe. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Something well, that, that was going to be my question was why were you wearing jeans? You know what? I am a jeans guy, and I'm going to stick by that decision. I'm going to wear them on the next time I'm on Amazing Race. I may. <laughs> I'm ever on any other show, I may just stick with skinny jeans. So I'm sticking by my uh, skinny jeans. No, I might. I mean, uh, I, got, I guess I got it too then because we're at skinny. <laughs> yeah, yeah you stay to, coordinated. Brett wanted to use leg money in the airport to buy himself some pants. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, Brett, uh, we don't have any money and the pants probably cost more than all the leg money. So. <laughs> well, he wouldn't let me buy beers either. I figured the money we were saving on not buying beers, we could buy a couple pairs of pants. Or we could maybe yeah. buy it for them, you know? Yeah, he wanted a beer at every airport. And I go, Brett, we don't have any money. Like, we can't buy beer. <laughs> we could have shared a beer. You know, one beer. Yeah, nobody's ever done that before. History. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Vietnam because uh, this was uh, a, uh, you know, it was darkest before the dawn for you guys. Welcome to Vietnam. <laughs> that, that was the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Vietnam was uh, obviously a rough one for us. We made some, we got, a, we got a slow cab. So we were, well, we were slow getting in a cab because all these nutballs, they run out of this airport, and I mean, they just cut through lines. It's obnoxious. Jump in, and Brett and I were like, oh my gosh, this is nuts. I mean, they were just like bailing in front of the, you know, the cab lines like sitting right there, and they're just running out in front of people, running out in front of cars, and we were like, what in the world? But it put us way behind to get to the doctor, you know? Yeah, Chris is absolutely right, but but you, here's the thing. You could be first out and get a bad cab driver, mm-hmm. and then you're, you're screwed anyway. So, But go on, Chris. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it put us a little bit behind, and then when we got there, we knew we were kind of in trouble. And then, and then obviously, the biggest bonehead move of it all is, you know, we choose to do a, a pop dance instead of fishing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you had the yeah the detour was uh, reel it in or light it up, and uh, it seems like that fishing would be in in your wheelhouse but you guys are going to go and go to learn this uh choreographed dance. Well yeah, Robin wait a minute. Now time out here. Let me get in here. Mm-hmm. Robin Jess, you yes. watched the episode, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We go to the medicine guys, we go up the stairs um and we get the clue and as we're coming down, Chris is like, "Well, I guess we're dancing or I guess we're lighting it up, whatever it is." So he made the decision. Now here's where we should and 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 this is where I think we might have made a mistake here. If we both sat in the car with that, but we're too nervous, we were too freaking out about the guys not going fast enough. But if we took five minutes and read the stupid thing again, I think we might have come up with a better decision to do the fishing. The worst part about it is our cab almost drove into the pond where they were doing the fishing, and still we ran across the street and did the dance. Okay, well, I have I have a question about like how the workflow goes with the detours because I, I think this is something that it's hard to tell when you're watching the show. But I understand like when you open a roadblock, you get very limited information and you have to decide who's going to do it at that point. How much information do you get about what you're going to do for a detour before you have to commit to doing one of the detours? 
it's you know it's there's I would say there's there's very you know the the clue or whatever the the phrasing of it it's not very much information, but I mean once you open the detour there's obviously instructions on kind of what's going on but you still in your head at that moment you start imagining what it actually is there's not enough information to tell you exactly what you're going to be doing but in our heads we were like are they going to take us out on a boat and where it's going to take forever and, and we're, maybe we never catch a fish or do we have to do this silly dance and maybe we just kind of bumble through it but it's fast we make an ass of ourselves but it's fast and that's that's kind of what our thought process was. And plus, I'm telling you right now, Brett LaBelle was. I, I am your man. I, I have never claimed, and I said this. I said this to Taryn, and I said I have never claimed to be an amazing dancer. I can do the Macarena. I can mm-hmm. do like those kind of things. But I am a singer. I have always claimed that I could be a singer, and and you put it in your little oaky head that I could also, that you put singing and dancing together and, and you just assume that I could also dance. I cannot dance. I want to get on the record, Rob. Yes. And say that I've never been a dancer, nor will I be a dancer. Okay. I, I think we have that on good authority now. Okay. <laughs> so don't listen to this. But Brett is right. Our cab driver drove, we, we needed change. We didn't have any change. He drove us up into the fishing thing. We got out. They ran us over, got us changed. Then they started <laughs> handing us poles. Like the, the people were like, poles, here, here. And we were like, no, thank you. We're going to go do a light show dance uh, across the street. You know, like, we should have taken that as like the amazing race gods telling us to fish. You know? uh, yeah. I mean, it really is so stupid. I, I, I just literally laugh because I cannot understand why in the hell we didn't just start fishing for prawn i tell you right now i'm going on record i will give amazing race like ten thousand dollars for the uncut footage of just us practicing the dance like because brett labelle was the funniest thing i've ever if if we weren't in that pressure situation (laughs) i would have laughed until i cried but instead (laughs) i wanted to literally choke him during the dancing he kept going i need water I need water. And I was like, shut up about the water. Are you kidding me? You're getting chilled here. It was so hot. You can't clap your hands together. It was so hot. He was dehydrated. I was dehydrated. I'm a big guy. I need need to be in a cab. How can he be dehydrated? (laughs) It was was absolutely hysterical. And and, uh, and those suits were so hot. uh, But you know what? It made for great TV because literally – we go up, try it. We come off, and we're both like, "Oh yeah, we're going fishing." We, we both knew it. We're like, "It's not even worth discussing it." You well, know in, in our defense, our our little guy that was helping us, our guide there, you know, he was teaching us in slow motion, and I mean, I understand why because he probably got real quick that we couldn't dance at all. But we thought, I thought he was teaching us at the pace that the song was going to be at. But when the music turned on, I was like, "Nope, this isn't happening." <laughs> So I thought, Brett, that you were unfairly maligned then in this episode because uh, this was with the karaoke roadblock. And then I started getting from people, hey, is Brett LaBelle going to be uh, banned from doing singing Know-It-All's theme song because of his performance at the karaoke? But I didn't think you struggled that much with that. How dare they, Rob? Yeah. Who? I want to li- put their names on a list. I want to know who said that. No, so here's the thing. 
Uh, I, no, I, Chris can attest to this. Um, it, it, so it was the wording. You had to, it was the pronunciation. But as far as getting the crowd going, uh, I was probably, nobody gets a crowd no going. Doubt. Like I did. No doubt. So I got them going, and, uh, and they loved it, and they were cheering. But it was, what, what it came down to was the pronunciation. And that's that's where I was having trouble nailing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, really, Captain Obvious here. Uh, I having trouble with the pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, like and the words on the screen, everything. Yeah. yeah. No, we would still be singing that song right now had they not sent in the mercy rule. There's no way. <laughs> I nailed we it on nailed. the last one, Chris. I don't know what you're talking about. You did okay? not nail it. I literally saw them over there going, just cut them off. Hell, I mean, basically, they were like, the Afghanimals have already checked in. These two idiots are done. So just giving giving the giving the courtesy like, OK, good job. And uh, uh, they just, I guess okay. we'll just have to agree to disagree because I saw things a little differently. I saw that I got the whole crowd going. I pronounced every word correctly, and they gave me the clue, and we moved on. Okay, so I guess we'll just agree to disagree. Right. Yeah. Uh, what, what surprised me the most about these situations is how mad Brett LaBelle would get in between when he'd fail. <laughs> he would have to scream something at somebody, you know, whether it be the little nice karaoke guy or the judge or whoever. He'd be like, this is bullshit. I, was- I got it right. <laughs> you know? And then you run back on. And it's so here's the thing. No, but you, you, so you get frantic and you're freaking out and you're freaking out. And I remember I was running. I, I'm actually, thank God that it was on. But like, uh, I think it was um, uh, Brittany and Janelle go into this room. And, and so they leave with, there's this room where you could watch the video and see, listen how it sounds. And they, oh they, God, they left and they went into this room and they were just in this room where there was nothing in there except like producers or whatever. I don't know. Just people hanging out, you know. And um, no, it was like party goers, people just hanging out and stuff. And they were just, but it was I, the reason they went in there because I found out later was it was quiet and they couldn't deal with like Eliza trying to sing and everyone. So they were just like, not you know, everyone was kind of singing out loud and it was driving them nuts. So they needed to go someplace where they could just sit, look over the words and figure it out. So they came out of that room and sang, <laughs> pick it up and sing it to get the envelope. So I come off doing it, and I, I get X. So I go running in that room. I go, is this a room where the answers are? <laughs> He's screaming at them. They got in the cheat room. They cheated. <laughs> they told them the answers. And I'm well, like, is this a cheat room? Oh, my God. So the the producers were howling. They thought that was funny as hell. And I'm sure, um, thank God. They, I, I probably look like a complete nut. And thank God they didn't air it. You, know? you did. But well, listen, that was um, – that was, it was fun, but because I was like, I don't understand what I'm missing. I couldn't figure out what word I was getting wrong. It was driving me insane, you know? So. All right. Well, fate would intervene, and it was a non-elimination leg, saving you two from uh, going out at this point. But you guys did, it didn't waste, didn't squander your second chance. Because no. from this point on, you guys touched bottom and then would, would come back resurgent, I thought. Yeah, I mean, um, I think what happened was so. Um, we, where do we go from there? We went from Vietnam. Oh, we know we, we, had stayed, we stayed in Vietnam, Vietnam, but we had to do the polar bear. Uh, speed oh yeah, bump. yeah, we had the speed bump, the speed bump. And I think that morning, Chris and I woke up and we said, "Okay, what in the hell is going on?" We are both, have, you know, we're good, we're doing good. We we know what we're doing. We you know, we we're strong. We should be doing well. And I, Chris said, "You know, let's just we're screwed anyway. We keep cut. You know, we should have been out." Let's just have fun. Let's let's start. We're overthinking everything. We're making wrong decisions. Let's just relax and have fun. 
and let's do it the best we can. And and literally, that's what we did. We got up. We went there. Um, the snowball thing. I, I live in Boston. There's plenty of snowballs here in the winter. Like, that was – we just – I mean, and I'll tell you, our hands were frozen. I mean, by the end of that, everyone's like, oh, it was so easy. I'm like, yeah. It was so cold by the time we did, like, it had to be, like, 50 snowballs or whatever. And, what happened when I covered in my blood because I felt it was crazy. Then we just started having a good time. We ended up getting it. Coming out of there was on this, like, hot, big highway. It was very hard to get a cab. Somehow, Chris and I come out of that building, and we we got a cab. We, I mean, he had me running like a like a – uh, down the street like a nut. I, I, I was dying. He's like, come on, Brent. Come on, Brent. Keep up. Come on, Brent. We're going to get a cab. Come on. I'm like, oh, my God. I was running with, like, both our backpacks and an ice chest full of. No, 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 no. You didn't have. No, listen. All right. All right. Let's just. No, 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 no. Okay. He did not have. My, I had my backpack at this point. All right. Stop it. So well, I we get. Remember, to, it's so little time that you carried it. We end up getting to a spot where we could hail a cab. Literally, a cab comes. We hail a cab almost immediately. There was people who got out way before us. We drove by them, and they were still trying to get a cab. Um, so that was a that was huge, and the cab driver we got was phenomenal. He was fast driver. He knew the shortcuts. He was great. Well, yeah, you know? Hey Brett, you remember it was really hard to find the moped place. Remember yeah. everybody was doing circles and no one could find. Yeah, we it. saw Nick and Vic like three or four times, and we go, "Oh, this is brilliant. We can we can get ahead. We just got to find this place." So our guy actually, I think, pulled over and asked the dude, and uh, and they they talked. I don't know what they said because I don't I don't speak Vietnamese, but. As you know, and uh, and off off we went. And once we got to the scooter place, um, I pretty much me and Chris have been switching off. So it was Chris's turn, and he nailed it. It was great, you know. Yeah, you know that's what that was. What was interesting about the uh, edit? They were showing some of the practice runs and ha- us doing practice runs and falling and stuff. Because I did it in like the official turns. I think I did it in two tries. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but like when Janelle's falling and stuff, that's all like, that was practice. And when she would, when she like fell off of it and stuff, you know, so I thought that was interesting. All right. You guys are going to make up a lot of ground here. Somehow you guys end up with a third place finish despite being, having to go through the speed bump. And, uh, so far best leg of the season for you two. Yeah, well, I had heard that there was a Dunkin' Donuts in Vietnam, and I was all excited <laughs> to get my uh, uh, dark roast coffee at the end of it. But then they, yeah, I hey, realized hey Brett, that, have you seen the Saucony Dunkin' Donuts running shoes? No, no, but I'll go buy some today. What, uh, do they have them? It really? Me, Is that new? It took me months to track them down. I just got them. Awesome. What are they, Jess? They just have the Dunkin' Donuts logo all over them. They have like a little donut charm on the lace. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm wearing them on the next race. Definitely. We'll track you down a pair when they ask you back. But I wanted to ask you guys, um, are you allowed to talk about badminton at all in conjunction with this leg? We are no. not. Okay. okay. Just check. It. No comment. No comment. Yeah. I wanted, uh, But uh, we would love to, yeah. but we cannot. <laughs> I, okay. I, I want to know, how did you guys uh, fit in that tiny basket and then uh, have it not nah. over? But don't you see, like... You, that we were having fun on this leg, and we just and, and it's like everything felt good, and we were blowing through stuff, and we knew that we were leaving people behind, and everything felt good, and it put us in a great mood. And when we get to that little basket thing, we both started laughing. We're like, "This is going to be hysterical." And I think that because we were having so much fun, because it looked completely hysterical, we, you know, we both started making comments to make it even more. It was just it, that was a great. I, lo- I I had a blast at that, and then they didn't show it. It's on a secret scene. 
but we get we go out and so Chris is rowing, and uh, and these guys are trying to shake us up. But I was like, well, you want to take on this big this big ginger? You go right ahead because he's gonna he's gonna throw you right in the water. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> Chris, I can't handle those guys that were uh, being pests in the water. They didn't want any part of us on the way back. Yeah, it was funny because they were like, they were like, oh, we're going to slash you. And I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, that was the, yeah, Brett had a nice ride there. My shoulders and my arms were literally throbbing because I was having to paddle this lummox across the, <laughs> the river there. It was, it, I, and then I dumped all the fish out in the basket to count them. And yeah. Brett was so mad at me. <laughs> Well, no, so we, so we get him. He goes, all right, take the basket. Take the, I go, oh, there's only two fish in this one, so I put it back. And I think you guys talked about this on that there was five fish, and Jess, you might have brought this up. There was not five fish in every basket. Some of the baskets did not have enough fish. So I pick up the basket. I look in it, and I go, okay, one, two, three, four, five. I'm, uh, uh, I've been counting since I was in the <laughs> first grade. I pick it up. I go, oh, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, probably before first grade, I was able to count to five. I grabbed the basket, I put it into the thing, and then we stopped floating away. And Chris goes, are there five fish in there? I says, yes, there's five fish. Well, don't check. Check again. I go, I checked twice. There's five fish in there. I look in. One, two, three, four, five. Well, dump them out. Dump them out. I go, I'm not going to dump them out. He picks them up, dumps them into my lap. The fish. Live fish. <laughs> and I go, I go, I look, and it's on a secret scene. I go, this could be the first time I think you're completely insane, but, uh, you know, I'm good. And so I put the fish back, but no, he didn't believe me. He wouldn't believe me that there was actually five fish in there, but we, now, uh, let me, let me, let me defend myself a little bit. We're talking about a human being who climbed up a children's toy <laughs> and there were seven clues sitting right next to him and he couldn't find them. So the fact that he's trying to count five fish squirming around in a basket, I go, and I'm the one who's paddling. I'm like, let's make sure. Let's grab each one and put them back in the basket so we're not coming back with me paddling again. So, and and, and I will I will challenge. I do not think he's been counting since he was five. It's probably more <laughs> like the last couple of years, probably. I guess we'll just agree to disagree once again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Jesse, anything else from uh, in Vietnam? No, I mean, foreshadowing, it's not the first time you guys are going to have trouble counting to five. So. Oh. <laughs> Very good. Touche. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to, I, I know this is one of uh, Jess's favorite legs, uh, the uh, UAE leg. It's like Las Vegas, but like turned up to 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was beautiful too. It was kind of a it was kind of a fast leg. I mean, it's in the middle of the night, which was good, just because it probably would have been even hotter. Um, the uh, the first, you know, finding it, we you know we got a good cab and we found like the rich guys with the cars. That was a little bizarre. I mean, we kind of just hung out with them for like three seconds and then started setting off. I, Leo and I set off an alarm on one of the cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was like, and we were like, oh no. And then Brett was like, I got the glue, let's go. So that was kind of a weird thing, but the the, the dinosaur thing was hilarious. I mean, that was just. just that was fun too. I mean, that, that was, uh, I mean, it, we were dying. And it, it, that was one where Chris is like thinking to himself as we pull up, okay, time to motivate Brett. Uh, and so he decided that he was going to scream at me like a drill instructor the whole way around the place. And uh, yeah, it, it was this, this park is huge, and we're running oh around. It's a hundred, huge. Who knows, 
hot it is with these stupid outfits on and they get in your face and we're running around. And I mean, Brett's like, slow up, slow down, slow it. I can't. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Let's just run. And and the whole time we, we hollered at me, he'd go, I am running. I'm trying. It, I mean, it was, it was comical. If, if we could have all that footage, it'd just be hilarious. Yeah, it was, um, it was a crazy day, but I'll tell you what, we're at the point now where when we get through something and we're like, wow, we just blew past everyone. We're high fiving each other. I mean, we're like, even though we're screaming and yelling at each other, we're both motivated. It's, it's, you know, it's flying off the, like when Chris was yelling at me, I knew he was motivating me. Even though I would yell back, we weren't really mad at each other and we were just having a really good time. And that leg we, we rocked and we should have come. My out favorite there. part of it is, it's like, that was the first time, like and Brett, you may not remember this, but we, two things about that, the, the dinosaur egg was like, even like team fun and like Brittany and Janelle, they were no one was really wanting to tell you anything. It was the first right. time, like, go, hey, where'd you get that green egg? And they'd be like, oh, I don't know. It might be over there. I don't know. And I thought, oh, look, oh, okay. You know, this is the first time that people are like, I'm not going to help you because we feel like we're in trouble too, you know? Right. And, right. And then the other part was funny. Brett and I are the biggest guys, obviously. And we got these giant suits on. We come running around this corner, and there's like this family like pushing a stroller. And when they see us coming around the corner, I thought they were going to literally take off running. It was, I mean, it was hysterical. They were like, "What in the hell is going on?" You know, and the yeah. kids were like terrified. I thought it was just, it was hysterical. We were like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, we're just looking for eggs," you know. <laughs> Yeah, and I think if you didn't have the uh, dinosaur thing, I kind of agree with you guys that that, that kind of leg was a dud. Like, I, I remember going out and think, why are we out here talking to these guys and drinking tea and having dates? Like, what's going on here? And then we go, and then, um, you know, the other thing was a jump off a building, and it was like a video game. So, I, I, like, I, I'm glad we did the dinosaur thing. It, You know, it was a lot of fun. So what, what's more comfortable, the light-up suit or the dinosaur suit? Dinosaur suit. Do you think so? I, I don't know. The dinosaur suit, the problem with it, it the, the head would come down and like, you know, get in your face and like kind of smother you. I didn't like the dinosaur suit. I was sopping wet when I got out of that thing. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I well, I guess I associate that I like the dinosaur suit because when we got there, we knew what our task was and we knew we could do it. I feel like when I'm in the other suit, I was overwhelmed with this crazy task of having to dance like a you know, I don't know what was going on there. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess you're right. I mean, it, it, it was heavy. The dance suit was heavy, but um, uh, it was definitely hotter in the dinosaur suit. But I feel like we knew what we were doing and we crushed it. So, Okay. I want to talk about the silent rave that you guys got to attend because yeah. Brett had to go out and find people that were dancing to the beat. But, but Chris, you made a, a charged accusation about your partner. Mm -hmm. Thank you, and, Rob. Thank you. And you said that you didn't think that he was actually looking for people that had the, the dance beat that was uh, playing in the headphones. You thought that he was maybe just finding hot guys to talk to. I'm going to take it even a step further. For the first 15 minutes or so that we're there, I'm not sure he knew what he was supposed to do because he had, this goes back to that whole reading thing. He probably <laughs> hasn't read the clue yet and he's just stumbling around looking at people and, and I don't even know what it says and I've figured it out. I'm like, just start grabbing people because neither one of us can dance. So just grab people and run them up there and uh sure enough pretty soon it was just 
cute guy, cute guy, cute guy. Me, I'm sitting back there going, you know, look at who they just, because the people they took up there would eventually come back out. And I would just follow them and grab them again. You know, the people who actually found them like Floyd. Uh, but it was, it was funny. He was great. And there's no doubt about it. He was grabbing cute guys and taking them up there. I know his type. Um, if there were a giant ginger guy, he would have grabbed him and taken him up there. <laughs> but the rest of them were right in his uh, wheelhouse. This interview is over. Um, <laughs> I've, uh, I've had it with this, with, uh, the way I'm being treated. And, um, so, first of all, uh, that is not true. Uh, I was literally, li- I did read the clue. I had the e- headphones on, and I was uh, using my uh, uh, spidey senses to try and find out who was also dancing to the same beat that I was listening to. This is what you're supposed to do. Now, that being said, again, yes, stupidly, I should have stopped and said, what am I doing? Okay. Just grab anyone because there's no way I'm going to figure out this dance, you know, what, what, where people have. I should just grab somebody and just start running them up there. And once I realized that was the case, uh, that's what I did. And eventually I hit it and off we went. But yeah. Hey, Brett, Brett, what about when we, we first get to the club? We walk up there, you know, we're all like sweaty. And the, the bouncer is this big old guy. He goes, Oh, yeah. Dressed we were the here, first sorry. ones there. That's right. We were the first ones there. Chris is dressed and, uh, out here, You're not coming in like that. And we were like, wait a minute. <laughs> you do realize, like, we have cameras and stuff. Like, we're supposed to be here. And the guy was I like, no. There's yeah, a I took, the guy goes, yeah, you can't come in. I go, I, t- I go, I go, wait a minute. Maybe we're in the wrong place. So I read the clue again. I look up. I go, no, this is it. So I go up. I go, yeah, no, we got to come in. He goes, yeah, no, you, you guys aren't dressed for it. And I go, well, get the manager. You know, and because the camera guy's like, yeah, we got to go. We're going in here. This is it. You know? So the guy wouldn't let us in. It was a riot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was. I forgot funny. about that. That's. I forgot all about that. <laughs> well, I thought it was like a part of the. I thought he hadn't read the clue, and it was like you got to get dressed in some stupid outfit to enter. That's how bad it was. I thought. Well, I couldn't say anything. I was like, "Well, Brent, read the thing. Maybe he has to get dressed up in some getup that they're they've got." But no, yeah, he just was unaware. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't say. But I, when you start to know, productions is telling the guy, "Hey, we got they got to go in." You know, what I mean, the, 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 the guy had screwed up, but not that. So, but yeah, it was that was funny. That was very funny. I forgot all about that. Okay, and you guys will end up with a second place finish here in this leg. Now, look at look at you guys. Yeah, we well, should have been first. We should have been first. We yeah. made a we we le- go ahead. I'm going to let Chris explain this, but we made we learned a very very important. Um, thing here uh, on this leg and chris is going to explain it on amazing race don't be the first into the elevator because you're the last off and that's what happened to us we beat we were in first we beat team fun to the elevator but they got on last so when the elevator opened they were the first off and there's no way we could you know we could i guess bum rush them and like trample them or something like that but it wasn't happening because it was very tight the the hallway we would have had to literally like run over them and uh then they ran up the stairs first so i mean it was uh i thought oh wow we should have uh been we've been second to the elevator we might we probably would have won yeah I, I i'm picturing now like this standoff at the elevator where you're each trying to make the other ones go in first oh yeah well what happened was we hit the button 
all right, we're here. We're, we're number one. And then they got on and we were like, oh, no, like we're, we're done, you know? Yeah, because we had hit the button. We get the elevator. We jump in. Then they come running in. And it was like the doors couldn't close fast enough. It's like on a movie. You know what I mean? It was like, just close. You're hitting the button. And they're like, all of a sudden, they put their hand in and they get on. So that's kind of what it was. And then what, now they're – and then we're looking at them. <laughs> it was like, are we going to fight them in the – in the you know, because we like these two people. They're wonderful people. Like, we're not going to fight them in the – we just screwed up. You, you never get – you'd never want to be the first one in the elevator. Okay. All right. Remember that. Add that to uh, the rules, Jess. It's it's going to be part of Amazing Race 101 from here on out. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's advanced stuff. That's advanced stuff. Okay. Amazing race. One oh one. That one? <laughs> good. That's that's the one. He's that's pretty it. good. He's got it. All right. Uh, now you guys are gonna head off to uh Uganda. And uh this was a, a controversial leg of the race. And uh we uh saw a, a lot of a, a lot of discussion about the, the policies about uh Uganda. Brett, was that anything that you were aware of going into Uganda? No, um, I I literally probably had heard the word Uganda once in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard about the country once in my life. I, I, I didn't give it any thought. However, um, you know, being a gay dude, when I heard their policies, uh, I was, um, you know, because Tyler and Corey were very aware of what was going on. And they had dealt with, I think uh, they had both been somehow involved with getting someone out of Uganda who was, you know, going to be put to death or i don't know I, I i i i'm paraphrasing you'd really have to talk to them but i know that they were involved with trying to get somebody out of uganda and i believe they're successful but <clears throat> i might be totally wrong on this that's just what i remember but i will say that it was something that they were um extremely emotional about and to be honest with you the more i learned about it the more i, I was like why, why are we even going here like i i don't well, i don't think that we need to be going here you know and um so yeah i was i was definitely in tune tuned to uh, the danger i i i wasn't going to be hugging chris i knew that and i wouldn't anyway uh but uh so yeah but no it was definitely something that bothered me it was definitely something i was thinking about um as much as those two and 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 i'm um my hat's off to them for educating me on the country and and its policies you know but you know brett you were definitely by the time we got to uganda we had you know talked to tyler and Corey. brett was definitely aware of the situation you know while we were in uganda and and it probably made it for one of the harder legs of you of the race because because of the fact that I was next to him, it was difficult for him to keep his hands from me. So. Oh please, oh please. Um, so, but I'll tell you, you know, and Tori, um, Corey and Tyler said the same thing. Like the people were the you know the everyday look at you, you look at these countries and their crazy policies, and it doesn't always. Um, it doesn't always resonate with the with the everyday people of the country, and and we found that the people could not have been nicer. Um, they, they really couldn't. Um, so that was it, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I mean, it was it, it was interesting. I can't believe you haven't taken a shot at me. This is one of the uh, few mistakes I made. I ran up the tower without oh, getting. Oh yes, yes. I'm sorry. I was I was yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah, me. I'm throwing you a bone here, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was I was thinking about myself. Uh, but uh, so no. Um, yeah. So Chris, everyone's like, "Oh, Brett, you forgot the clue at the stupid Mount Fiji, but uh, Fuji, whatever it is." And uh, I says, "But yeah, but." Who forgot the clue? Like Chris was like, we come up these stairs. Like, come on, Brent, get up this stairs. We gotta go up. We race up a, a two hundred and twelve stairs, Rob. Yeah, two hundred twelve. Yeah, running up the stairs 
in, in, in some crazy outfit. Running, was that running? I don't think so. It wasn't really running. You're kind of crawling, but go ahead. I, this is my time. I'm talking. So we get up to the top, and of course the guy's like, hey, how many stairs? It goes like, uh-oh. And then we come back down, we see the clue box. So I was like, oh, great. You forgot the clue. Forgot the clue. So, yeah, but listen, we both – that's again for being new to the race. We both we both you know forgot the clue at one time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's just stupidity that will it will never happen again. Okay, <laughs> uh, you guys also got to uh, have a task that was really in your uh, wheelhouse with uh, moving the pole. That's right. Yeah, that, that it was. Let me tell you something. I don't know what was in this gone to mud, but I'm pretty sure it was feces. Uh, oh, no. oh yeah, mud was disgusting. Moving this this wood, it was covered in some sort of mud, but it was. I mean, it had the smell of, of sewer or something. It was. It was awful. Quiet. It was awful. Yeah, but but it was right in our wheelhouse because we could just haul. I mean, haul wood on a bike. Let's do it. You know. Mm-hmm. And I ride a bike at work. I ride a bike at work. I didn't know. Yeah, why could we have gotten that in Croatia? You know, like stack some wood, carry some heavy stuff and stack it. You know, I think we, we might have uh, won the race. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you guys are off to Switzerland where yes. uh, there's going to be uh, a lot of drama going on. Going to be uh, a lot, a lot of oh god, yeah, uh, a, a, driving, feuding, yeah, with with our uh, with our amazing race teams. What a what a beautiful country that is. I was like, eh, we're going to Switzerland, and then I got there, and I was like, oh my god, like everywhere you look, if you're looking for, it's like, hmm, I want to go to Europe. Where do I go? Go to Switzerland. I'm telling everywhere yeah. you looked was beautiful. I it was like this beautiful sky. There's a beautiful mountain. Oh look, a beautiful lake. It was it was just gorgeous, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. But the, but all the drama started in Uganda at that you know the, the Afghanimals team fun and the O'Reillys were drinking a beer at that. Yeah, place. you, Brett. Were you weren't in on drinking the beer there. No, I wasn't. Uh, we weren't in that. We, I guess we weren't in that clique. You didn't uh, that was interesting. That was very interesting to see that go down because I was like, wait a minute, what? I remember us being at the airport with Tyler and Corey, I think, and. And Nick um, and Vic are like playing cards or something. Yeah. And I was like, where is everyone? Like, where is everyone? And that's the thing I think Chris and I will do next time is um, if, if we have that long of a uh, intermission before the flight, we might uh, explore a little bit more. But, but I was shocked by that. Uh, um, I was shocked by that, that. Them sitting there having a beer and, and, and strategizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But did you get any beer in Uganda at all? Or do you I did not. We, did. we bought a, a burger and a beer, didn't we, at the airport? Remember, it was kind of cheap. Oh, yes. No, we did. That's right. We did get a beer and a burger. That's right. I think the, we did. Yes, the, the beer Nazi finally um, loosened up his rope on me, Chris Hammonds, <laughs> and let me have a beer and, and, a, and a hot dog, for crying out loud. It was a beer and a hot dog or something like that. Yeah, it was cheap I wasn't allowed to have ketchup, which I was a little upset about. Why not? They just didn't have ketchup. Oh, <laughs> That wasn't coming from Chris. Well, oh, Chris, no, you can't stop him. It's like getting in between a heroin addict and heroin. You got to get out of the way. Yeah, I like my ketchup. It's a food group in my family. Yeah, it's like meth, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, so, uh, in, in the Switzerland leg, uh, you guys needed to, uh, go across a lot of the death defying, uh, stunts, uh, oh, God, what, yeah. what was that like? Well, so after we ran up and down a bunch of hills and I was dying and then Chris was like, come on, Brett, you're dying. Give me your pack. And I was like, no, no, no. And I was like, on my last leg and he goes, come on, give me a pack. And I was like, okay, I'll let you have it. And I handed it to him, and then we ran to the end. Uh, after that happened, but when we got there, it was like you could see that, first of all, there was huge mountains and uh, or the hills or whatever. And you could kind of see that where we were was like <clears throat> it was like a tourist trap for swinging through the gorge. So we kind of knew it was a heights thing. So Chris was like, listen, I'm going to do this. We knew what we were getting into. And I was like, okay, because he knew I didn't like heights. Well, I was trying to keep that very quiet because I didn't want the race to do some crazy thing where like, Hey, Brett's get heights. Let's, let's, let's switch something up. So he has to do mm-hmm. it. So, uh, I was like very adamant to, you know, being on survivor, knowing don't tell production anything. I was very, but of course we get here and Chris like, yeah, but they're like, how come you chose to do this? And Chris like, well, Brett hates hot. So here we go. I'm like, shut up. What are you telling them that for you? Sunzy. <laughs> <laughs> to kill him. Yeah. Well, and and you know what they didn't show in this also was you know we were in a basically all of us thought we were in a foot race to a U turn. We all thought right. that this mile and a half trek from the train station to the gorge was a U turn. So essentially, we're in a foot race for our life in the game against the O'Reilly sisters. And the O'Reilly's beat us to it. And it's because my boy Brett lost it on a hill and he just stopped. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, uh, it was embarrassing. It was quite embarrassing. We got outran by the uh, O'Reilly sisters at the end. Yeah. I don't remember that. I, I agree. Disagree. <laughs> right. And you guys were witness to uh, a, a lot of drama unfolding on the, the mat. A, one of a couple of moments where teams are fighting and you guys are sort of like uh, lurking and, and smirking in the background. Well, you know, if we back up just a little bit, you know, there. So it comes down to we get through the, the gorge and we take this beautiful helicopter ride and then we have to go, you know, canyoneering or mountaineering, whatever. Call it, which was awesome, and Brett actually did it. He beat his height scare and did a lot of uh, crazy things. I, I, I wouldn't say that, but I was able to get through that. Like I'm still no, terrified. Great. Yeah, it, was, it was fun. We actually made up a lot of time on the uh, O'Reilly sisters, and but we're in this race with them. And there's this one point where we get back in our car and they beat us and turn us around. Uh, you guys were both lost. Yeah, we were both lost. And we finally figured out we get back there, and you know they're ahead of us. We think we're history again. We're like, we're beat again. So we're really in a really weird place because when we got to the mat with the O'Reilly sisters, we were both ecstatic because we weren't last. And we were like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. We're not going to be eliminated. Then Nick and Vic get there. And then all of a sudden, Rachel starts laying into them. And we were like, oh, whoa, this is this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. <clears throat> it was nuts. And, and I felt bad for Nick and Vic. I felt bad for Nick. She was taking it really hard. It was very serious. It was not, it was, um, there was some serious stuff being thrown around, you know? Yeah, it got, it got, it got uncomfortable. And I think even Phil was uncomfortable, like, cause it's not really Phil's thing to, you know, he's not like Jeff Probst to draw out this, you know, 
let's draw this drama out. It's more, it's, it's different with Phil, but in this moment they were trying to, and it came out, man, it was, it was uncomfortable. You know, that. All right. So you guys are going to uh, stay in Switzerland for another leg of the race. And this is a historic leg of the amazing race, which is going to feature a U-turn vote for the first time. And I know that you have talked quite a bit about this, um, like Brett on your podcast. And I know that Chris did a little recap video right after the fact, but I would love to hear a little bit more about what that was like in the moment and what your reasoning was. Yeah. Just, I mean, just, wait a minute, wait, wait, time out, time out, time out, time out. Go Everyone ahead. settle down. Just do, is this, do I understand that you're a listener to the drunk tank? Of course I listen to the drunk tank. Ah. I love it. Thank you, Jess. I mean, Thank you listen you. to my podcast, so why would Absolutely, I? I do, and I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it a lot listening to you guys. Uh, but anyway, uh, go ahead, Chris. What were you going to say? Well, you know, we get there to this, and, and obviously Phil's sitting there, and he says it's going to be a vote, and it's going to be a, basically a live vote out in front of everybody. And, uh, you know, we draw for spots, and, you know, Brett and I are the last ones, and we're like, oh, great. You know, like. Yeah, we knew we would be deciding factor. Yeah, we're going to be one. Well, we, we didn't know until it got over there to us. But, you know, this is our thought process. By the time it got to us, it was down to we, we, we could decide because Colin and Christy were already they had enough votes. They were one of the teams. So it came down to really we could decide to either uh, make the decision or we could even force another tie. But we didn't want that to happen because then maybe we're in the crosshairs. So. Mm-hmm. At that point, though, Brett and I had decided we were taking one leg at a time. And we said, what's going to be the best for us to get through this leg, like 100%. So we're staring at Team Fun and and Tyler and Corey, who literally almost beat us the last time they were U-turned. Corey and Tyler did beat us. Then you got the Afghanals, who are famous for it. And then we got Nick and Vic, who we just went through this kind of emotional thing with, and they were our buddies. And then you got the O'Reilly's who hadn't spoken three words to us. So we, we said, this is a no-brainer. If we U-turn the O'Reilly's, even if we have a bad leg, we're going to still finish ahead of them. And there's no way they can beat Colin and Christy. Um, none, of, none of us thought that anybody was going to beat Colin and Christy, even with a U-turn. So we said, this is a no-brainer. It fits within um, both the emotional and the strategic, and let's just do it. And so that's that. That's why we made our final decision, and and it turned out to be a, uh, the right decision. It got us through that leg. Yeah, and, and again, back in Vietnam when we almost lost, we said, you know what, we're, we're, we're overthinking this. We're thinking too far ahead. Let's have fun and let's just take every. Let's just take one race at a time, and that's what we. And that's literally what we did. We were not, you know, we we're just trying to. We're in the mo- We're in this. We got to get through this leg. Now we'll worry about the next leg next, you know, and, and, and that kind of fit into that too. It was like, all right, you know, we're just gonna, we're going to do this. It'll, it'll ensure that we get through and it worked, you know? Well, and look at, look at the fact that like, you know, everybody's like, well, no one holds a grudge. Well, look at the Afghanimals in the last, in that last, uh, they, they held a grudge. They went after, you know, uh, who is it? You turned Nick and Vic because Nick, voted for them at the U-turn vote. On Nicole's birthday. On Nicole's birthday. So we we said, why would we U-turn somebody that potentially is going to get through the U-turn? Because Tyler and Corey, Team Fun, they probably would have beat the O'Reilly sisters with the U-turn even. 
So then right. down the road, we're sitting there looking at them holding a grudge against us or the Afghanimals holding a grudge against us and you turning us down the road, which is exactly what happened to Nick and Vic. You know, if Nick and Vic throw a, if they, if Nick and Vic throw a, a vote towards the O'Reilly sisters instead of Afghanimals, well, the Afghanimals probably don't U-turn them and they might still be in the ranks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I don't know. I thought we had everybody, you know, everybody said it was like this emotional deal, but I thought we had sound reasons for what we did and they end up being proven true. Yeah, well, it's Amazing Race 101. You never U-turn a team that you think you're going to see again. That's right. And we thought we thought we'd see them all except the O'Reilly's. And we thought that this is yes, it's going to be fatal for them, but it was going to be our best chance. Even if we screwed up, we could still win. And Chris, you know, I'm, you know, it showed on the, you know, what Chris says on the show was we don't have enough Instagram followers to, for them to talk to us. And that's legit. And that's a legit, that's how we felt. I mean, they, they just didn't have time for us ever. That's how we felt. Mm-hmm. And they never talked to us. And, and you're at the airport. They'd come up and you'd be talking to someone and they'd pull them away. It was like, okay, uh, okay, I, I, we get it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I'm not a rocket scientist, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? So that's exactly how we felt. And we weren't going to just. Sit there and, you know, if you have to pick someone, well, that's who we're picking, you know? Well, and and on top of that, you know, our survivor instincts kicked in, Rob. You know, we made a speech that was would endure us to these other race teams. Right. They're our friends. We love these guys. We we don't care if it's a million-dollar decision. We're going to choose our friends over strategy. I mean, that stuff matters. And guess what? Even the Afghanimal said if you know, uh, Jamal said, "Well, wait a minute. If it's down to Team Bromance and the and the O'Reillys, who you you turn?" And Leo said, "Yeah, I'm gonna you turn the O'Reillys." Now, did you guys well, get that from David Wright, or did David Wright get that from you guys? Uh, my brand is loyalty. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, I had a different experience with Dave on my survivors. <laughs> 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 he fucking well, twisted me into a rope and uh, threw me, you know, to a loop there. So. Okay. <laughs> he's, my, he's my buddy now. We're loyal now, but blood survivor, he, uh, he, he turned one in on us. Well, they, the funny thing was we were filming this at the same time Dave was. Mm-hmm. And I had come to that when, when we talked about when we were, you know, Phil was asking his question. I said, listen, you can either be the pilot or the passenger. And they actually came up to me and they said, sorry, you'll have to cut that out. David already used that. You know, wow. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I didn't know. Yeah. So we had to retape it. We had to retape it. Yeah. Okay. You, know? but yeah. you guys were in peak form, though, the rest of this leg that uh, Chris Hammonds was like a madman with the with the scythe. Uh, and then Brett was uh, a dead shot with the uh, with the apple, and you guys are off to what what could have been a first place finish again. Yes, but you guys made a, a fateful decision to go for the funicular. And who? Yeah, and who wanted to do the funicular, Chris? <laughs> Whose idea was it to run for the funicular? Well, it was my idea because there was zero chance that you could make it up the hill. Mm. And outrace Tyler and Corey. Well, just make it up the hill. I mean, it was, uh, it was, listen, there was two fatal flaws. And well, listen, we did. We came in. We're both very happy with coming in when we did. However, well, there was two fatal flaws. No, 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 no. You want to throw bobs. It's my turn. It's my turn. I'm going to throw a bob your way. So. 
we're, we jump in this boat. Chris like, I'm a boat guy. Get, get out, move out of the way. I'm a boat guy. Yeah. But of course, the thing, the thing didn't go more than five miles an hour. So we're like putting along in this little boat, two big guys in a little boat, you know, which is kind of funny. And I'm like, Chris, it says kind of go right. No, no, I see there's a building over there. We're going. So we're going straight across where we should have gone diagonally to the right. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'd mentioned a couple of times, Chris. I think we got. Well, we'll check this. Oh, now, at this time, we think we have all the time in the world. So Chris wants to go across and then go up the coast for a nice little jaunt, like maybe we're in Oklahoma having fun on a lake. But Brett was like, "Hey, just go, just go, just do it, just go right, you know." But so by the time we get up to the coast and take a right, now we see another boat coming, and they're they're doing the right thing. They're beelining across the way, you know. So go ahead, Chris. What do you want to say? What do you have? Yeah, they took the cutoff angle, and let me tell you something. He is rewriting history here. Mm-hmm. He didn't say anything. He was just like, well, let's go across. I was like, well, okay, wait. Well, it says over to the right. Let's head that way. And that was the flaw because when, when Corey and Tyler caught up, we said, well, let's run over to this, uh, as Brett calls it, the Funtacular, and see if it's available. Maybe that we could beat them to the top. but. It wasn't, and uh, by the time we picked up all of Brett's belongings that were... Uh, I know, his, I know. My bag had opened up. I swear somebody did that to me on purpose. His bag unzipped, and, and all the hikers were picking up his, you know, his uh, toothpaste and toothbrushes and underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the hikers came in first. I, they were hiking, but they, they got up faster than me. But, <clears throat> you know, I, Chris, you think if we had gone, if we had beelined straight across and instead of taking the little detour in the boat, do you think that we would have beat them up the hill? It would have been close. It would have been close. Uh, they they could they could run pretty good. Um, it would have been close. We would have had to uh, you'd have had to kick it in some high gear, and, and you might have passed out. But I think we could have beat them. And what about yeah. the Funtacular? Do you think that that was a red herring, or do you think that was? That- I mean, it wasn't even like set to open up for another hour. I don't even know. I, I think it was a complete. Just I don't know. It was a mishap. It's crazy or that they had that as an option and, and it wasn't going to be open. It wasn't even like close to open. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if that was a mistake or what. Because like you thought maybe it runs every fifteen minutes or twenty minutes or something. But when we got there, it was like doesn't open till whatever it was. It's like another hour away. And yeah, we were like, and we weren't we weren't going to wait for that. No. So was everybody just that fast? Oh yeah. You know maybe that's what it is. Uh, I, I don't know. That, that's that's a good point. I don't know if that's what it was or not. But at the end of the day, we just thought, well, what the heck is going on here? It, it, seemed, it seemed very odd that it wasn't. But I, I agree with you, Jess. It might have just been that the, the race went faster than they anticipated. And it, we just got there quicker. And they maybe were expecting more people to kind of get lost or, or not find it or, or do something else. But yeah, I, I don't know if we'd have beat them or not, Brett, but I don't, that would have been a really fun finish if, if we'd have done it the right way because it would have been close. And Rob and, and Jess, let me tell you, this was this this hill was straight up. And I, I'd have to watch it again to see if they even gave it justice. But we, you know, here we go. Now we got to do Drill Instructor Hammond arrives on scene again and is like, give me your bag, get up that hill, come on, get up the hill. I'm like, oh, my God. So, like, we even lost a sound guy. That's how fast we're going. Like Chris had us 
coming up this hill. Mm-hmm. And uh, who, had your, who, had, who was carrying the packs, Brett? Who was carrying? And then, and then, then he sees all of a sudden he's seeing Phantom Mobile. Another boat's coming. Another boat's coming. Come on, we're going to be third. Get up there. Come on. And it was like there was no other boats because nobody came for a while, you know. So okay, yeah. it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> we need to talk about Croatia. Oh, no. I hate Croatia. No, I love Croatia. But you guys were... Uh, and again, I watched this episode after I had uh, learned about the outcome. But I was watching, and you guys are cruising. And mm-hmm. how, did, how did this happen? These guys are doing you. You guys are at, at your Rob, finest hour. Rob, you have no idea. We, we were like we were on the first plane with just Tyler and Corey. We were we were hours ahead of everyone else. We get off and we get to the where we have to pull the bread up for the monk and uh, uh, or the brother or the yeah and uh, literally we then then we run to the beach and we're you know we we bring the gnome we we get the gnome uh, but anyway so by the time we get to the beach looking for coins. We're literally a half an hour, 45 minutes ahead of Tyler and Corey. Where they went or what happened to them, I have no idea. Right, Chris? Oh, we're, 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 we're so, we're, we're like, we just think, oh, my God, we're going to get to this detour in 20 minutes. We're going to walk to first place. But that doesn't happen. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> yeah. We just got stuck. You know, guys, this, I do think, you know, I don't blame anybody but us because we literally talked about the night before we said we're with Tyler and Corey. They're much more experienced than us. If they change, we literally said this, if they change detour tasks, we change. We just stay with Tyler and Corey and we roll the second. Maybe we, maybe we do get first. Why didn't we do that? Why didn't well, we do that? We're morons and we were hypothermic. No, because we found three coins and a chat, you know, in the, in the, in the Holy grail chalice right away. Like we had them. And to leave when you almost are done, it's like it just messes with your head, I think. Like, we're like, well, well they're gone, but we only need two more coins, you know? Yeah, and I think it, I, if I were going to do any criticism, there it was a little bit flawed because we found probably a, 50 pounds of metal, right. <laughs> batteries and, uh, and uh, spark plugs and all this nonsense. Spark plug, spark plug to a 1965 Mustang. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff was out there. So we and, and you know, then we made a mistake when we switched to the poem. We we thought that we both had to learn the poem, which you know, Brett could never learn the whole poem. It would take as long as it would take him to sing a Vietnamese song. So we're we're screwed, you know. Well, we wait, no, wait, no, no, time. No, here's the thing with the race, right? Yes, he's right. I I have I, you know. We didn't. We were thinking we had to memorize the entire poem, and we're just like, we need two coins. Like, this is gonna take forever. It didn't dawn on us till we went back the second time when we heard uh, the Afghanimals split up the poem. We're like, oh god, we could split up the poem. Like, if we had just, it's just so frustrating. If we had switched with Tyler and Corey, Tyler and Corey, no doubt about it, would have said, just learn half the poem. And we would have walked to second place. Well, actually, we probably would have won because Brett did the uh, the soldier thing faster than anybody. It, uh, maybe Floyd did it faster, but Brett did no. it like two. No, I did it faster than everyone. They said I yeah. did it like three tries. Everyone else did it like seven to fourteen. 
you know why do you think that was is that like a is that like a cop thing because i know when you when you become a cop they they test you on a lot of things like um you look at a picture and then you have to say like all the details in the picture is, is the yeah picture i think it's it, it, I, I would i don't think it's because i i know what you're talking about jess and, and you're kind of right with like like for the police test you have to memorize a lot that stuff but no i think it's just attention to detail i go I, the first time you watch it you go okay uh, so they're gonna do this fast so let's just look at you know, you had to look for the red, the guys with the red top. So I was just like, but by the third time I was like, all right, I literally just, I would just stare at the group and kind of having my uh, picture in my head where the three things were. And I put it down and it was right. I, it's just attention to detail. And, but I think what people do is they get overwhelmed with how fast it would go away that they, they their minds would get, you know, um, messed up and that they go, oh, we got to do it again. You know? So I, I think it was just attention to detail, just remembering, Kind of how everything was set up. I, I don't even. I can't even explain how that happened, but I just we nailed it, and and it really stinks because we nailed it. But it was we were the last team. Sad story. Yeah, it's it a very sad story, Rob. And you weren't there to help us through it I'm when sorry. you were in Hawaii. You guys had it on lockdown. I, you know, there was one week. I figured, what were the chances that they'll be fine? Oh, that yeah, Rob what? is really he's he's covering up for something. Uh, I think yeah. he could have done the exit interview, but I think he was just too upset. Yeah. And he was worried that if he got in there and he did that interview with you, he was just going to break down in the middle of it. And he didn't uh, want that for the listeners. Very yeah, nice. Like, Jeff. You must be representing him now. <laughs> That's a great excuse. Yeah. Well, Rob, Rob's like, Hey, I'm not Rob has a podcast right now. I'm I'm Waikiki Rob, and I'm not going to be bothered with with Brett and Chris right now. Said, so. I'm going on vacation. Uh, yeah, but, but if we have a good that's but we have a deep bench. Yeah, yes. well, I went on vacation tour. It would have been yeah. me doing the. Well, why don't you guys get on Jess? Oh yeah, wait a minute. That's right. Jess wasn't there either. What yeah. the hell's yeah. going on with this? That's it. Yeah. I'm done with this, Rob. As a part, this is a. I feel like Randy Bailey. I'll tell you what, right? What, Rob? <laughs> I'm not going to do the voicemails anymore. Too. I'm taking a stand like Randy Bailey. I will never do the voicemail shows. You call me for the. I want to be the front runner. This week, I want to be history. Yeah, yeah something like that. Okay. We got snubbed all the way around. Like I, other people were like, "Oh yeah, I had. I have to. I have to do something else. I can't interview you either." The bromance got snubbed. Left and right on that. that yeah. I'm very, very disappointed. Look, well, you can come on to recap the amazing race anytime. Yeah, we have. Oh, we'd love to do that. We don't, I, don't tell Brett that. Yeah. Brett will, will you watch like, the Amazing Race Canada? Oh yeah, I should. Is that on? Can we? How do we watch that? Is it online? Yes, we'll get you all set up, and then you can be on the Amazing Race Canada podcast this summer. Oh, I'd love yeah, to because I'm Canadian. I'm Canadian, I'll, so yeah, that would be. I'll hook you up. All right, awesome. I love that. So. Yeah, no. So we're, you know, it, Rob, it's going to take some time. You know, I'm going to get over this. It's going to take some time, but it, it hurt. I'm not going to lie, it hurt. And uh, uh, I, just let him sing at the next know it all. He'll be all fine. Right. All right, fine. You got a deal. All right. <laughs> yeah. Here's one but, thing that I, I'd like to know from the two of you. How do you guys think Stephen Fishback and I would have fared on this season of the Amazing Race if we were the ones who got the call? I, I I think that you probably would have a tough time getting past Rupert and Laura. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I think you guys would be a great team, actually, because you'll kind of have a, I don't know, I think y'all both would have the ability to kind of uh, think before you act. Uh, Analyze, yeah. Which comes in kind of handy, or maybe even the you know, just take a beat and let's let's make a good decision here before we uh, you know, to a fault, we, probably. Yeah. Overthinking so, it. 
Yeah, but I, I, you know, I think that'd be pretty good. Uh, it'd be good TV. I think it would definitely be good TV, especially the way you two have been um, fighting lately. You know what I mean? <laughs> the last, so. the last uh, eight years, yeah, so have been rough. Okay, yeah. uh, <laughs> let's let's take some questions. I know I've got a list, and Jess uh, has a list, so uh, we'll bounce around with uh, some of some of the questions. Uh, this was one that I had for you, and that was from John Tinkham. Wanted to know uh, what's more difficult: competing on the Amazing Race or eating a slice of Fijian pizza. <laughs> this i love um uh what was the what was the first part of the question what's worse than what? <laughs> the amazing race or the pizza oh the pizza the pizza's horrible fijian pizza's horrible and don't bring that that fijian guy on that keeps yelling at me for complaining about it but you got no it, it. You got it. <laughs> it's awful awful pizza uh, it's. Wow. And I'll tell you, they better not do another one. I, I'm going to have to write to Jeff Probst if I see uh, another reward with Fijian pizza. That's that's like torture. <laughs> that's not a reward. It's torture. Not an advantage. Right. I think you ate like a whole pizza though, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, but it, it was awful. I mean, what was I going to do? I'm stop hungry. You know? Right. Uh, we got a lot of questions about. Um, I, I really liked this one, actually. Um, Josh Green wants to know if either of you would play Big Brother to become the first person to complete the CBS Trinity. Oh, absolutely. I would, that. I would uh, you know, I would think very seriously about it. I'm not sure I'm the demographic that's ever going to be asked on there. A, you know, a very bad of two. Uh, I don't know if I fit, but I would just because of the to be the first to do all three. I would seriously think about it. My wife would probably uh, file for a divorce. Um, I'd probably talk her out of it once I got out of the house. Mm -hmm. But um, I would have to seriously consider it. And I'm just dumb enough to probably do it. So, yes, I would do it. Right. You'd love it. Absolutely. I'd do it. I want to be the first guy to do all three. I want to be the first one ever. Uh, I want to uh, I want to uh, put that out there to all casting directors, the big brother. Uh, Brett LaBelle is in the mix. Um, I would have to probably take a leave of absence from work, but I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to um, I'm ready to be the first ever to do all three um, shows. And uh, uh, I'm actually watching. I, I haven't. I, I'm, it, I've had a lot going on, folks, but everything's taped. I'm going to watch this season. I'm getting into it. I've watched Celebrity Big Brother, and uh, I'm definitely definitely on board to be. Brett would be yes. wonderful on there because without his cell phone or anything to entertain him. <laughs> Being in a house because I essentially did Big Brother with him by sitting in hotel rooms with him mm -hmm. and watching him. And let me tell you something: he would lose his mind in there. I mean, literally lose his mind. Okay, let me ask you this question: instead of uh, you guys going on to Big Brother, Cindy Bolin wants to know: uh, how do you think that the uh, Big Brother and Amazing Race teams would have fared on Survivor? I think there's some of them that would do very well on uh, Survivor. You know, I think uh, Corey in particular would be very good on Survivor. He's, he's smart. He seems like he can, he's kind of can do anything and he's uh, can mix and mingle. I think very, very well. Um, Colin would be a challenge beast, but would probably get booted out quickly for that because he's so he's so personable and would be a challenge beast. so i don't know if he'd make it very far but i think he'd be great tv but there's a lot of them on there i think would do well leo from the afghan animals would be fantastic on survival oh, 
boy, Chris, you nailed it. That kid, that kid is so personable. Um, he's awesome. I, I really like like Leo. He's he'd great be a good brother too, though. I mean, he'd be he'd be hilarious. He's just got that personality. Yeah, he's got that personality. Yeah. I think the best person to from our season for Survivor would be me. So. Mm. That's, that's, that's Next to me, of course. Yes, right? <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Brett, what were you guys doing uh, with the safe with Leo uh, when you guys were at the finale party? <laughs> so uh, I've been doing videos about the two coins, uh, just trying to make a joke out of it because I cry about it every night. Yeah, but um, uh, so Lee, <laughs> we we were talking at the pool, me and Leo, and he's like, yeah, you know, you know the stupid. I couldn't because he was like, Do you, I, I didn't know, I didn't want any spoilers, so he said. He's like, ah, oh, you know, the, um, do you know how I said, no, I don't, I don't know. Cause I didn't ask anyone. I didn't want to know anything. I watched it. He goes, well, what screwed me up was the safe. I couldn't open the safe. So we, we, I said, oh, wow. Why don't we go up to the, well, you know, we both came up with the idea of doing a video with the safe. And then, then of course, uh, we got Brittany involved because she's hilarious. I mean, yeah. if you, you guys have talked to Brittany, but she's probably one of the funniest people I've ever met. And then, um, and then Eliza. <laughs> With that face at the, uh, you know, when we watched the show and, and she had that face on, on the, uh, on the winner's mat, it was just so funny. So we just decided to put it all together and came out to be a pretty good, funny video, you know, mm-hmm. but it was just to have fun. We we're just all making fun of each other, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I would, I would legitimately subscribe to an Instagram channel. That was just you finding those coins over and over again, because every time <laughs> you do it, it's a little more funny. Thanks, Jess, because I get some people tweet out, no, no more coins. I'm like, oh, the coins are never going away. No, coins forever. <laughs> yeah, in Croatia. Oh, <laughs> uh, shut up, Chris. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we got a lot of questions of people wanting to know how you guys would do with partners other than each other. Um, Derek wants to know if you two each have to pick a different partner for real life or survivor or wherever to run the race, which pair would do better. And I like Felipe's spin on this. Would Brett do better on a second appearance with Chris or Larry? <laughs> uh, well, listen, uh, oddly enough, uh, Larry has gone through the cast years ago through the amazing race casting process and, uh, didn't get picked, but oh. yeah. Um, but I will say that I have to do it. Chris, uh, Larry is l- less agile than I am. <laughs> And uh, uh, I, I, it would have no. to be Chris. It would have to be Chris. Uh, thanks, Philippe, but no, it has to be Chris. And Chris is my partner now for Amazing Race. If I, I, I wouldn't want to switch it up, and I would hope he wouldn't switch it up, you know? No, I never switched up. Team Bromance all the way. I, I actually think the only way that Brett and I get back on Survivor is another season of Blood versus Water, and they take me and Brett as some sort of odd couple. <laughs> And, uh, we do. We we go on there. We're just as uh, loyal to each other as brothers. Brett thinks as me as his husband, and that's the way. <laughs> that's the way it should be. You wish. You wish. That's your dream. You widow. <laughs> oh, but uh, no. But he's right. I mean, I, I don't. Chris has said this before. I don't think Survivor would ever. But I'll tell you what. Um, it'd be very hard for me at this point. After all we've been through. Uh, Chris and I have become very good friends. It'd be very hard for me to vote him out, but I would love to do survivor again. Uh, I definitely want to do big brother and uh, I, there's nobody else I would do the race with though. It has to be Chris Hammonds, but it's team bromance package deal. Yeah. And I know everyone was making fun of, Ooh, look at they're trying to call themselves team bromance. Well, guess what? It's stuck and we're team bromance. So live with it. All right. <laughs> uh, Trevor Roberts wants to know what's the most disturbing thing uh, you saw or learned about your teammate. <laughs> oh, already know everything about each other oh yeah oh yeah 
Yeah, no, Chris doesn't like it when you chew gum. Okay. okay. That's a big no, no. That's a big no, no. And what I, so I was like, all right, I know he, he told me on survivor doesn't like people chewing gum. Not that anyone could. We just were talking about people's like pet peeves. And uh, so I already knew that was one of his. So I would never, I didn't bring any gum with me on the race to chew and, and, and annoy him. But what I didn't realize is I was sit- we're sitting there watching, uh, we're in the hotel room. Uh, relax and watch TV, having dinner. And uh, after we'd been together for about a month and all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> it's like silence. We're watching TV and all of a sudden I hear, stop smacking. You're smacking your, stop smacking when you're eating, you're smacking your lips or something. I go, <laughs> I'll turn to him. I go, who the hell do you think you're talking to? I'll eat the way I want to eat. I'm not listening to you. So uh, we, we had a few laughs about that, you know, but <laughs> anything disturbing about Brett that I didn't already know, but he did he did eat like a wild animal on there. He did <laughs> he would carp it down and he would put these he would just be like, I need more ketchup. I gotta have some ketchup. And I was like, what are you doing? Like he'd just slather everything with ketchup. I'd be running I would be run, we'd be walking back to the hotel. Down. There'd be like unopened bottles of those little ketchups on somebody's tray that they were throwing out and I'd grab them and bring them back to the room. <laughs> yeah, he was a ketchup scab. Like a, yeah, those like bottles are the worst. Yeah. yeah, it's not enough. Yeah, it's impossible. You put like one French fry in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I eat a bunch of it. <laughs> All right. Anything else that you guys want to say or get off your chest about the amazing race or anything else? Yeah, Rob, I would just like to thank all the fans um, of the race, of Survivor, and of Rob has a podcast who really embraced us. I, I was shocked at how much love we got on uh, social media and, and, and from, from the podcast itself, um, you know, from, from you guys and Jess and, and, and Mike and, 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 and just the, all the fans, it was, it was, it was so cool. You know, it was, re- it was really, really fun to watch back. And it was really fun to, to experience it with everyone, you know? Yeah. I echo the same stuff. Uh, plus all the, uh, the race uh, cameramen and sound guys and producers and, from all those guys we we just had a we had a fantastic time it was just a really positive experience uh not that survivor wasn't survivor though as you know will will crush your soul in many ways but it's what we love but race was just pure fun and and uh really glad that we got to do it i, I feel like brett and i whine to each other a lot about the let's get back on survivor or whatever but we're really fortunate to be able to have done both shows so Whining. Jess, why should people check out the uh, In the Drunk Tank podcast? Yes, thank you, Rob. Well, I, I as someone who's listened to it, apparently Rob never listened to your oh, podcast. That, no, you could not be more incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you could speak to this as well as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just, it's like, it's a lot more unfiltered Brett LaBelle and everybody needs more of that in their life, right? <laughs> thanks jess i appreciate that and uh larry's a, a lot of fun too and and, and he's a good friend uh, actually he's become good friends with chris too because they have fun tweeting back and forth about what a fool i am uh but uh <laughs> he's a really good guy and rob um you know i have to i have to say you know we can't thank you enough for your input uh early on trying to get this thing going rob listened to a bunch of stuff for us in this busy time uh, and uh, and gave us some great advice, uh, him Wiggler and um, and Zeke. So yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I, I really appreciate it. Jess. I was shocked you listened to. It. I'm really glad that you enjoyed it as well. I think a lot of people, if you listen to it, it it's got something for everybody. I mean, uh, you know, we talk about just about everything under the sun, 
and uh, it's it's becoming a lot of fun. So I, I appreciate you guys giving me a little plug, you know. And Chris, where is your podcast? Oh, there's no podcast. I'm uh, I'm too busy fighting for justice and truth. Yes. So no we'll get him in the tank soon. We'll get him in the tank. He'll be in the tank. Yeah, soon. I haven't even been asked on the bro. The bromance hasn't even been on the tank. Can you believe well, this? I, well, here's why, Chris. I wanted it to end so that we could, like, talk freely and we didn't have to worry about spoilers and stuff like that because I'm not that good at editing. So uh, now, now we'll uh, be able to do that. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Uh, Chris, anything you want to plug or promote? No, 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 no. I'm good. I appreciate you having us on, Jess. It was fun. I like like listening to you all year. It's been been fun. Okay. Yeah. I can plug for him, though. Let's plug for him. If you get hit by a bus or a truck and you're in Oklahoma City, <laughs> call Laird Hammond's Laird. We will stop at nothing to get your money. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> wow. Just uh, I know that the Amazing Race Canada is underway. So uh, you want to just uh, give people a, a reminder or a primer of how Amazing Race uh, fans could keep watching Amazing Race all summer? Um, well, Amazing Race Canada premiered last night and it was a great first episode. I'm really excited. Dan Heaton and I will be getting together later in the week to talk about everything that happened on that episode. And we would love it if you guys want to follow along this summer. There's lots of different ways to watch the show. The best thing to do is to become a patron of Rob has a podcast. And usually people drop links into our patron only Facebook group. So that's what I've been recommending to people. Well, the one thing I don't recommend is, yeah, do not at me on Twitter on a daily basis to ask where you can watch it because I get at least 15 to 20 of those a day and I can't really respond to them all. So that's what I say, become a patron and we'll share the links there. And that's how you can watch it. If you're not in Canada, if you are in Canada, it's on CTV. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and of course, uh, Robin's website.com slash patron for that and much more. Our patron podcast feed and everything else that's going on in our uh, Robin's podcast patron community at Rob has a website.com slash patron. Brett and Chris, thank you so much. So glad we were able to uh, finally do uh, this uh, closer look at everything from the season. And uh, really appreciate you guys making some time for us. Yeah, I want to thank both you and Jess for taking time with us. I mean, it, it's really great to, to talk to you guys. And, uh, you know, we're such fans of the podcast to be able to tell our story on here is awesome. Okay. All right, Jess, thank you as well. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. See ya.